We are here on a Saturday. So what does that mean? That means it's an all-star panel episode. How how do we get a heart already? I said I said five words and somebody hearted it already. So that's good. So that means we're gonna have an audience today. So now one of the toughest things that I do with all of these shows is to try to get the live stream on my phone before I go live and it never works. So anyways, today we're gonna be talking about following your passion and more importantly, how to follow your passion when no one supports you. Cause there's nothing worse than having this great big idea. And then there's all the naysayers with their little needles trying to poke holes in your idea. So I have an awesome panel and we're gonna discuss this topic. So we're gonna bring back Julia Lewis. We're gonna bring back Slide Jenkins. We're gonna bring back Dawn Earhart Witty. We're gonna bring back Megan Smith Brooks and Dr. Holly Batty. Welcome everyone. So everyone on this panel has been on this show before. They've rocked it in the past and that's why they're back again to further share their expertise, their wisdom and their insights into helping you clear whatever is blocking your path from whatever it is you're looking for for success in this life. All right, so we're gonna start with Sylvester, AKA Sly. So in your in your experiences, what, what have you gone through in regards to trying to follow your passion where someone has tried to hold you back? Uh, I think that's something that we all experience uh, at majority of the time. I think one of the biggest things that uh, I suffered from was uh, self-doubt. Outside of anything else, you know, you are the biggest enemy that you face in achieving any passion or goal that you ha might have. And uh, I had to continuously uh, use an acronym that I call THINK. I had to think before I speak. And that stands for, is it true? Is it helpful? Is it inspiring? Is it necessary? And is it kind? And when I come, found myself in the position of continuously thinking before I speak, I was able to overcome a lot of hurdles. And then you always have friends and family members who know you for who you are and not what your gift is, because everybody was created on purpose for a purpose. And I feel once you chase your passion and you really have that support system in your mind and you connect with other people around you, you're able to overcome any obstacles that you might face. So that's uh, been beneficial for me and uh, something that I suggest to a lot of people. Awesome. Wow. Way to come right out of the gate. <laughs> Swinging. Uh, Julia, same question for you. I love that slide. Thank you so much. And I come from a corporate background where I have been downsized and let go. And I started my own career. And our biggest critic or my biggest critic was me. And my second biggest critic was all of the people around me. So my family, my my spouse, my my friends, and it's because they love you, right? But they know you for a certain role. They knew me for a certain role. So when I branched out and started my own business, they're like, oh, she's doing this, you can't do that. And it just kind of compounds. So you have to go within yourself and you have to take your own power. And I love your think. Uh, acronym because it really is within us. So we start thinking about I am and I can and continuing being aware of when those negative thoughts come in. For me, the biggest tool I've ever used is the awareness tool, is the noticing what you notice. When you notice mm. that your energy isn't what it should be, when you notice you're allowing other people to bring you down you have the ability and the power to change that pattern of thinking. And it takes practice and every single one of us can do it. So noticing it, the quicker you notice it, the quicker you can change that, the quicker you can transform it into something positive. It's when we just kind of sit in it and then think, oh my gosh, you know, three hours or a day later, it's like, ah, oh, I was really in a funk. It's like, well, if I didn't notice that funk when I got in it, I could have changed it. And you have to be willing to notice it and you have to be willing to talk yourself into changing it and doing it. And every one of us has the power to do that. Love it. Yeah, I love that. Notice what you notice. I, I'm going to tie that into uh, <laughs> to my turn. <laughs> All, right. All right, Megan, you are up. Wow. 
I have to follow all of that. Um, <laughs> you know, something you may not know about me, um, I grew up with a narcissistic mother. And I grew up real, thinking that the only way that I was good enough is if I was pleasing somebody inside of myself and that I really wasn't relevant. And so it led me into marrying an abusive man. And again, I had this message that I wasn't good enough. And ultimately I had to find a power within myself to say, yes, you are. And they do not decide who you are. And it started me on a spiritual path and ultimately all of what I have learned is that no matter what happens, including tragedy and um, alt and you know painful experiences in life, is that we have a power within us to overcome anything, and it's a matter of choice. So I choose to love myself enough to follow my heart, my passion, my desires, and know that anything is possible. And ultimately, I overcame the murder of my adult son, Justin. Um, actually nearly 10 years ago, and realized that the, there's a gift in the tragedies of life and that when we go deep enough within them, we find a gift within ourselves. It's just waiting for us to realize it so we can move forward with meaning and purpose. And, and that is where I find my joy and um, the reason for being every morning, every time I take a breath, every step I take, knowing that there is a beauty and something to be grateful for. And gratitude then becomes the ultimate gift of living is what I've discovered. Well done. All right. Yeah, you got got a lot there that, that I'm gonna I'm gonna unpack in a bit. <laughs> <laughs> so for now, let's go to Dr. Holly. So 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 that was funny. So whenever I have people on who are doctors, they always say, You don't have to call me doctor. Like, damn it, you earned the right to be called doctor. I'm going to call you doctor. So, Dr. <laughs> Holly, you're up. Thanks, Robert. Megan, that was beautiful. My goodness. Um, I'm thinking about um, a big Oprah fan, and she always speaks of the two most important days of our life being one, the day that we're born, and two, being the day that we figure out why. Mm. And for me, um, I was in my mid-30s trying to figure out my why, and I spent five years actually really trying to find what my calling was. And I'm a multi-passionate woman, and I explored all my passions, there were many, and took me to Africa twice, and um, what I'm doing now was the last one, and it was actually the thing that I was most interested in, I just wasn't sure if I could do. And I took the leap and hired a coach, and it's been a total joy for the last nine years being a dating coach and helping people find love. So, um, you know, it, it was a long path for me to find my passion, but it was so worth the journey. Awesome. Betty, well done. And now we have Dawn. Dawn, oh, you're up. I don't know how to follow everybody there, but- um, <laughs> I got you know, faith in you. <laughs> thank you. <laughs> this is near and dear to my heart because I was a stay-at-home mom for, oh gosh, like 20 plus years. And I remember when I first started figuring out, well, what do I do now? Now that my kids are grown and you know they're out of the house, what, what is my passion? I had to start like asking myself some questions. And you know, as Holly just said, like she went to um, Africa. I went to Africa and that's how things started unfolding for me. And what I've come to learn is nobody has to understand your dream because it wasn't their dream. It wasn't given to them. It was given to you for a reason. And so, you know, I've had people say things like, you know, well, is it because you don't want to get a real job? And I'm like, wait, what is a real job? You know, I think about the work that we do in the world. It's not just a job, but a calling. So, um, I've just learned that, you know what, they don't understand because it's not their dream, so I don't even take it personally anymore. And I want to help people find their passion and their purpose so that they can make a difference in the world. Well done. See, I knew you'd be just fine. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So now what, what I do is I tie in what everyone else said, right? So let's start, so let's start with Sly mentioned about self-doubt. And then Julia mentioned the biggest critic was her. You know, Megan mentioned not being relevant. <clears throat> you know, Holly was saying that, you know, she had to figure out what her passion was and she didn't figure it out till her mid thirties. And then Dawn said, no one has to understand your dreams. 
You know, right? So what does that tell you? That means no one has to support you in whatever your endeavor is. You have to support you. You have to be the one that's going to make it happen because most people aren't visionaries. So whatever it is that you see, it's up to you to make that happen. And I go back to when I started my gym, like I was a restaurant manager for 20 years. And when I got into fitness, again, I'm a college dropout. I don't have a business background. I don't have a marketing background. I knew nothing about branding. I just knew how to make people believe in themselves. So what did I do? I leaned into that. I remember having a conversation with my mother and she was like, how are you going to grow this? Like, I have no clue. <laughs> like that, that was my God honest answer. Like, I have no clue. I just know that I'm helping people get results and they're telling other people. And I had people telling me, you know, my, my ex, she was, she was, you know, cause obviously we were raising kids together. So naturally she was looking at the financial end of things. Like, you know, you're following this dream and, you know, how are we going to pay our bills? You know, I had my own sister telling me, you know, you got five kids. You need to stop chasing this dream and you need to get back to managing restaurants. You got to take care of your kids. And and just so, so many other people were telling me that you're not going to be able to do this. Like you don't have the education. You don't have the background. You don't have this. And I just kept my eye on the prize. I was like, yeah, but I have people who are showing up every month and paying me to help them believe in themselves. I'm like, there's something here, you know? So like my biggest takeaway for this first segment is that if you truly believe that you're onto something and that you're called to do this thing that can help other people, you gotta do whatever it takes to see it through, you know? Cause they say risk equals reward or reward equals risk, however it goes. And so, yeah, it was a long shot of me having at the time five young kids and we had a house, we had cars and all, all this other stuff. And to walk away from a guaranteed income to face something that was kind of unknown. But had I not faced that, none of us would be here right now talking to each other <laughs> because everything that had to happen, I mean, that happened had to happen to get me to where I am right now and which caused me to meet all of you. <laughs> you know, so, but it all starts with the courage to see it through. All right, so we're going to go back to Sly. So now I want you to talk about the how-to, okay? So in the first round, we talked about the, you know, how you had to face that <clears throat> self-doubt. How did you take the steps to get to where you are now? Oh, that's a great question, Robert. I think the first thing that I did after realizing, you know, I don't want to sit here and boast or brag, but I, I want to say my brag, damn it, brag. <laughs> but uh, <laughs> one of the key strategies that I adopted was surrounding myself with like-minded individuals. Mm. You know, just seeking out a community that shares my passion. And I attended workshops and uh, clubs, uh, then followed like people that was already in the, uh, the path that I was going and connected with those individuals, just such as yourself. And, uh, you know, I found... Uh, not only value valuable guidance, but uh, got advice from these individuals. I found the mentor and, and gained and developed that support that I was looking for and uh, develop a true understanding in that moment to not only doubt myself, I mean, not doubt myself, but to really uh, that there are other people that have the like minded and passion that I do. Oh, man, I was just about to go to to the full screen with you because i forgot on the last one and <laughs> now i forgot on this one <laughs> all right well done all right julia you're up yeah so for me um i think the first step the foundation is clarity and i mm. think you know we talked about doctor you talked about you know it took you a couple of years and you tried everything because you're multi-passionate it's really getting within ourselves and really asking the questions what would i really love and getting super specific and super clear when you get super specific and super clear on what the end result is then it becomes much easier to get there then you can get the right mentors and you can get the right coaches then you you end up meeting the right people but the clarity piece for me is the foundation that's like the very first step and it's asking the questions of yourself 
what is that calling? What is it that you really want? And and I love, you know, nobody else has to, to, has to understand your passion or your dream. And it's just like, I love the analogy of glasses. You know, it's like you don't wear someone else's glasses because they weren't, they're prescribed mm. for you. You only wear your own glasses because that's for you. And it's really knowing and understanding what it is that you want. You have to really get down deep and do that before you can go after it. And once you do, it is working with the, the, the mental tools and strategies of becoming aware of, okay, what is stopping me and where do I move my focus? Because once I know what that end, end game is, once I know where that destination is, I can very easily catch myself, oh, this isn't helping me get there. We all have these patterns in our mind that, 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 that don't serve us. And it's becoming aware of them again and really understanding, okay, I need to move from here to here in order to get there because I know where there is. So for me, it, it's, very, it's a very internal, very spiritual process of really getting clear on what it is you want and where it is you want to go, what that calling is for you. And really, really getting deep in terms of, of understanding that and wanting it and desiring it. Like you said, you left that job and how am I going to do this? I don't know. I didn't worry about the how, but, but you had the desire to go do it and you knew exactly what you wanted to do. And that was your calling. And you found all of a sudden the opportunities opened up for you because you were open to the opportunities. Yes, 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 yes. All right. Megan, same question. All right. Well, you know, I realize is that in order to follow our passion, we have to face our fears. And that's one of the things that I um, I had to learn. It started with a lot of therapy. <laughs> and and then um, I started my spiritual path and I started to discover that the only one that's going to love me enough to move forward in my life is me. And that everything is energy and that I had to start at the beginning with forgiveness because there's something that I, um, that I heard many, many years ago and way back in the beginning that got my attention is that um, you, um, it, un unforgiveness is like taking poison and expecting the other person to die. <laughs> and <laughs> I know we laugh about that, but I the, love that. the thing is, is that um, when we realize that forgiveness, unforgiveness is what's holding us back. And until I process that, that energy is going to hold me back from living a life of abundance and truly prosperity is a way of living. And so when I started to realize that in my spiritual um, classes and I was teaching and I was, it was, it was facing my fears and I was moving forward in a way and stepping into something I didn't even know I was being called to do, but I, it started to unfold then because I was fearless. It was like, what if I didn't do my heart's desire? Would I feel like unfulfilled? Would I feel like life had no meaning? And so what if I stood on the edge of the cliff and jumped off and knew I could fly? And I started having dreams about flying. And it's like, okay, what am I falling into? What is it that I really am called to do? And every time I faced a fear, a new door opened up. And, and my way into what my life was becoming was revealed to me. And, you know, my son now, my older son tells me now, he says, Mom, he says, because Mother's Day was just recently, he said, you know, one of the things I don't tell you enough is, but your positivity and your willingness to face things and believe in the possibility of anything is makes a difference to me, and I just want you to know that. And so I think it's always about loving ourselves enough, letting go of anything that's holding us back, um, resentment, anger, fear, um, unforgiveness, it paves the way. And then as Julia was saying, it's through awareness that I notice the, the power of choice in this moment. What will serve me best right now? And then have the, the, the courage, the courage to step into it. And, and that's the way you get started. Love it. Courage is everything. Absolutely <laughs> everything. Dr. Holly, you are up. Yes. Well, just like Julia said, I think that clarity is so key in the beginning and just really listening to our inner voice for our heart's desire, I think is so, so key. Once we're clear, for me, it was really important to get support. Um, my path required entrepreneurship. 
and I'd never been a successful entrepreneur before. Um, I didn't know that entrepreneurship would be such a journey of personal development and growth, um, but it surely has been. It's been a, a spiritual journey as well. And for me, having support to really, you know, as an entrepreneur and a business owner, you are responsible for all parts of the business. And we have strengths and we have weaknesses. And hiring a coach was really key for me to help just show me the way and accelerate my path. And once I did that, made that choice and that decision, um, I've never looked back. Mm. Well done. All right, let me go. We are with Dawn. You are up. So much great wisdom on this show today. Um, you know, my dad died in 2000. He had a heart attack and died the day after Father's Day. And I remember thinking he had so many things in his life that he never got to do that he always wanted to do. And so to me, it came to a, like, I don't want to live my life with regrets. Like I always wanted to do this and I never got to do that. So I, I started doing the things that I wanted to do. And, you know, cause I want, I want to do something amazing in this world. And I remember one time I was um, cooking and cleaning. The girls had like, you know, out of the house and I was playing a game, like some stupid video game. And I'm like, you know what, this is my life. I'm just wasting my time away, you know, playing video games. I said, no more. Like, I'm going to start like stepping out and, and figuring out what my calling is, you know, getting that clarity, like Julia said. And I did, I wasn't very clear at the beginning, but it was just like, let me just try. Let me just start, you know, start from where you are with what you have. And that's what I've been doing ever since. And it's just been an amazing journey. Nice. All right. So... What I want to talk about, kind of want to splice in what Sly, Julie, and Megan all said about clarity, having guidance, and about facing your fears. So we, we talk about clarity in the, in the sense of what do we want? But what we don't talk enough about is what don't we want? What are we done with? What are we done accepting? What are we done tolerating? And I think when we get to that point, like even in the fitness world, as I'm doing consultations with people and they tell me I want to lose this much weight, I want to gain muscle, I want to fit in this size pant, I want to do this. And I was like, okay, but what are you willing to not accept? And, and they're like, what do you mean? I was like, in order for you to get those results, you have to be willing to turn away from things that don't serve this goal to uh, serve this vision and they're like uh 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 you know and people don't think about that because it's one thing to have to have a goal it's another thing to have a clear vision right those are two completely different things and i always go back to the gps theory it's like you have your starting point you have a destination and it doesn't it doesn't matter what happens on the road, the destination doesn't change, but the journey to get there can, right? So as you're driving and if a road is closed, it reroutes you. If you miss a turn, it reroutes you, right? Nowhere does the goal change, right? Like the goal is going to be whatever it is that you set and the GPS will make sure come hella high water, you're going to get there. And so when you take those things in, in your life that you are no longer going to tolerate, like we talked about the support system and you know the whole purpose of this is the, about the support system. So if there are people that you have to remove from the conversation, remove them from the conversation. That doesn't mean you have to remove them from your life. You know, so like say, take, take a parent, say if, if a parent isn't on board with whatever your vision is, that doesn't mean you have to cut them out, out of your life completely. Just when it comes to that endeavor, cut them out of the conversation. You know, like I have one of my brothers, you know, he, he blocked me over politics, <laughs> over politics, which was like the biggest hustle ever. <laughs> and he and he cut me off over that. <laughs> you know, but just the point is, is he feels so strongly 
in his conviction that he's willing to not talk to me about that topic. <laughs> you know, so so I wasn't bringing that up to shame him. It's like, you know, good, good for him. If talking to me about it brings him to a, a bad place, you know, so he took the stance of like, you know what? I'm not going to talk to you about that. And so when it comes to safeguarding your dreams or whatever it is you want to accomplish, you have to safeguard that dream and not allow people to enter into that space where they can cast doubt to where you're doubting yourself and your ability to achieve that dream. All right. So in round three, all right, you guys are going to talk about yourselves, talk about what you do, what you have to offer, where people can find you. And then I'm going to put you a solo layout before I call on you to make sure I don't forget this time. <laughs> All right, Sly, you're up first. Oh, we're making really good time. Uh, absolutely. So, I'm again, I'm Sylvester Jenkins III. Uh, I'm an author, inspirational speaker. Uh, my latest book out is called From Combat to Comeback, How to Conquer Life Battles of Adversity. And combat is just not um, the brave men and women who fight for this country, right? It's about the predicaments that we face in our everyday lives. We face uh, adversity in our relationships. We face adversity in our finances. We face uh, spiritual and mental adversity. And when we go through these battles, how do we overcome them? How do we conquer them? This book can give you the techniques and strategies that you need in order to overcome them. It's located on Audible, iTunes, also on Kindle and Amazon, uh, all your major local uh, e-commerce, you can find this book, but then you can also get in contact with me in order to uh, guide your people wherever they might be to turn their setbacks into combats and become the predominant force within their lives by helping them to turn their uh, uh, success I mean, they're stressing to success and their obstacles and the opportunities. And you can go to SylvesterJenkins.com in order to locate me and find more, uh, find out more about me. Love it. All right. Well done, Julia. You are up. Thank you. So I am a clarity coach. I work with professionals who are frustrated, who are under earning, who are uh, overwhelmed, uh, really hone in and create the career and the life that they love and that pays them well. And all of that is a journey within yourself. It's a spiritual process of understanding truly what it is that you want and then using tools and strategies to get there in the quickest way you can get there. Doing that, we work with uh, understanding how our brain works and understanding that we all have patterns that are not serving us well. Uh, we lay the foundation by creating that vision. And I love how you said there's a difference between a vision and a goal, because when, when you set a goal, it's normally something you know how to achieve. But when you set that vision for your life, when you're really looking at your calling, it's about what really from your soul, from your heart, what gives you purpose, what fulfills you. And if that is your job, if it is uh, a hobby, it doesn't matter what it is, but when you're doing what, you're what fulfills you, it creates peace and joy in your life. And I want everybody to have that peace and joy and it comes from within. So we <clears throat> work on the strategies of how to um, unblock those patterns that are not serving us. We work on the strategies that, that how do we get to where we want to go. And we do that really by honing in on not only what it is we want, but why do we want it? Because we want to create that desire. And you do have to say no to certain things in order to achieve other things. And you have to feel good about that. And, and you can do that because we all have the power within us to do it. So I am at uh, julialewis.net. And I actually have a, an, a freebie for anybody who wants it, which is um, julialewis.net backslash clarity backslash. And what it is, is it's a clarity checklist. It's kind of a jumping off point, And there's three steps to it to really help you hone in on what it is you want to build that foundation. Because once you build that foundation, then you can change your focus on where and how to get there as quickly as you want. Awesome. Love it. Megan. Hey, Robert. I am um, Reverend Megan Smith Brooks. I am an ordained unity minister and certified grief coach. 
and the author of Unraveling Grief, A Mother's Spiritual Journey of Healing and Discovery. And it is based on my spiritual journey after the murder of my adult son, Justin, in um, actually coming up on the 10th year anniversary, May 30th, 2013. And my life has been a spiritual journey. I was called to go into ministry kicking and screaming um, and realizing that when you answer um, a passion within you and something that is, is called that you can't say no to, it is facing the fear and it's like jumping off the cliff. But when I did that, doors started to open. And I started to realize that if I had the courage to do something that I was compelled to do, then um, perhaps there's others that weren't sure about how to do that, that weren't comfortable doing that. So using spiritual tools and understanding that there is a divine spark within all beings, whether no matter what your religious affiliation is or not, it doesn't matter. But that there's that power within you that is resilient and it is um, it is the strength that you can persevere if you anything. And so ultimately, as I have, uh, I've served spiritual communities and I'm actually serving one now in Tacoma, Washington um, at Unity of South Sound. But I'm also, as a grief coach, I have an online um, program called Unraveling Grief to Thrive. And I take tools that are, some of them are in my book, um, but it is about going deep within the pain that you feel because we all carry with us unresolved grief from life. We haven't been taught how to process grief. We haven't been taught how to process the traumas of life. And so if we don't deal with them, then they interfere with our ability to thrive with meaning and purpose. And so I lead you through a process of actually feeling the fear and um, trans transferring it into recognizing that the gift within us is all of the memories and the precious experiences of life and those that we love that aren't with us any longer, um, that they offer us a legacy. And when we recognize the gift that they offer us, we can include that in the way that we live moving forward. And ultimately, it's realizing that my life is a living legacy. So what is it that I'm going to leave to those that, that um, follow me? And my life purpose then changes. I start to recognize that every choice I make is a ripple effect in the world around me and um, that the journey never ends until my last breath. And so what is my personal plan? How do I want to move forward? What is it that makes a difference first and foremost to me and gives me a reason for living? And no matter what happens in our life, we find there's a space within us that we hold that's precious and dear for those that we miss, but they also are the reason for living. How I live now is the way that I honor those that have come before me. And so I use that in my spiritual practice and ultimately um, discover that there's a life of abundance that we are all inherently born to live. And it is how I choose to show up each day. And every morning I get to decide that. So if you'd like to like more, you can get my book on amazon.com. Uh, my website is unravelinggrief.com, and there are some guided meditations that can help you with healing and processing available on that website for you. Awesome. Wow. If that didn't move you, you ain't human. <laughs> that was a great, great talk. Like, Julie, I was watching your, your facial expressions while, while she was talking. I was like, she is dialed in. <laughs> Absolutely. That was great, Megan. Thank you. All right, Dr. Holly, you are up. Thank you. Um, you know, the reason that I do this work as a psychologist and dating coach is because it took me a really long time to find my soulmate. And not unlike many people, I came from a dysfunctional home, and I didn't want to replicate the marriage that my parents had. And so because of that, partner choice became front and center for me. And after my last toxic relationship, I really drew a line in the sand and decided that I wanted to do things entirely different. And I spent eight months doing a lot of inner work and asking myself the difficult questions and really becoming my best version so that I could in turn attract my ideal partner. And eight months later, my amazing husband came into my life and we've been together for the last 10 years. And so I do this work 
um, to really accelerate other people's journey to love. Um, in really learning to prepare for love, we often don't even think that we need to prepare for love. We prepare for everything else in our life, but we kind of expect love to just kind of fall in our lap or that it's going to be, we leave it up to chance. But really dating and relationships are learned. And so that is the work that I do. I help people increase their emotional intelligence and relational intelligence and choose better because what we often hear in life is that relationships are really hard and they really can be when we're not with the right partner. So I teach and mentor my clients to choose better next time so that they can really show up fully in their authentic power and use their voice and negotiate power and while still staying in feminine energy um, so that they can co-create the greatest relationship they've ever known. So you can find me on Instagram at Dr. Holly Beatty. Um, you can also find me at my website, findloveatlast.com. Um, and I hope that you do. Awesome. Remind me at the end, I got to connect you with Monica Tanner. She, she was on the show on Tuesday. She's also a, a relationship coach. And as... As I was talking with her, I was thinking of our episode. I think think you two could benefit from from a conversation. See where it goes. Great, thank you. No problem. Dawn, bring it home. Oh wow! Again, following all these amazing people. Um, <laughs> you know, love is at the foundation of everything I do. And you know, when I work with the children, I don't like suffering. I don't like poverty. I don't like hunger. I don't like people not feeling like they matter or that they're not important. So everything I do is focused on letting people feel loved and that, that they matter. You know, and finding your purpose, I think, is part of feeling like you matter in this world because you're here for a reason. So um, we have a podcast called the Soulful Conversations Podcast where we talk about different things, helping people overcome limiting beliefs and, you know, helping them to start believing in themselves. Um, and the work that we do at, with my foundation, you can find um, that website at desiretoinspirefoundation.org. And uh, my last book, my most recent book is called The Little Book of Believe. And I wrote it for little children so that they could believe in themselves and, you know, know that they are so important. Thank you. All right. So we are like way ahead of schedule, <laughs> way ahead of schedule. So I'm going to throw in some bonus, some bonus questions. <laughs> but but first, I want to tie in now. I didn't write down who said it. I'm slacking on my note taking over here. But someone said the key word, and that word is gratitude, right? Because no matter what it is you're dealing with, gratitude is key. You know, so like when my dad passed this was in 2019 and the, the first thing people want to say is oh i'm sorry it's like no 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 like it, it's not a sad thing like my mom and i were discussing this just yesterday it's like he went when he was supposed to because he was he was your he was just a manly man you know like he built stuff like he was an engineer he was like the just the epitome of a manly man i know that's frowned upon nowadays but is what it is right and so it and he always said when he couldn't build anymore that was when he wanted to go and he pretty much called it right to a t he was 79 he worked on my mom's car the day before he went to the hospital to have open heart surgery and then you know he ended up he, he came out of it okay, then he ended up slipping into a coma, and then we ultimately lost him. But you think back, like, he was 79. I was 45 when he passed. So there was a lot that he left behind. A lot. So to just get wrapped up in the loss, you're doing a disservice to what he left behind. Now, even going back to Megan's episode when we, we discussed what happened with, with her son, even yes you know you can say the life was taken too soon but he still left multiple decades of memories moments where you laughed moments where you wanted to choke him moments where he made you proud right it's like those moments are still there it's like even my niece lost her two-year-old son this was back in 2021 and i actually brought her on the show to talk about 
her experiences with that and just the amount of gratitude that she showed for the two years that she had baby Noah. Two years. So it doesn't really matter what it is you're dealing with. There's this something that's that's left behind that is still powerful and it's still magical. So I know it's tough for people to get to that place. But once you get to that place, you're going to find dealing with whatever life throws at you. It's, it's, it's much easier to deal with when you look at it through that lens. Like if you're working at a job for 20 plus years and then suddenly you get the pink slip. You know, it's like, don't just focus on getting the pink slip. Focus on what that job provided you for 20 years. The knowledge you learned, the wisdom you learned, the relationships that you formed that are going to help push you forward into your next endeavor. So when you can look at life through that lens, everything just becomes more clear and it's easier for you to move forward. All right, so now we're going to go in reverse order. And Dawn, you're going to go first now. <laughs> so now you don't get the luxury of listening to everyone else. <laughs> all right. So now I'll, I'm going to ask you all the same question. And I do this because we're all different. Like all of us want the same destination, <clears throat> but we have different paths to get there. Right. So we're going to talk about there's a person, maybe they're 25 to 30. They're at a crossroads in their life and they're just stuck, right? What are your words of advice to help that person get unstuck? Dawn, you're lucky number one. Well, I, I, I love that you talked about gratitude because I think gratitude puts everything into perspective in our lives. The, the thing that I would say to them is start asking yourself some questions. Start doing some soul searching. Think about the things that you love, you would love to have more of in your life. And think about things like you had said, like that you don't want any more of in your life and start like writing it down and, you know, including those things, you know, going out, finding those people, you know, going to the places that you can do those things, you know, start incorporating more about the of what you're passionate about and the things that you love in your life. And you don't have to know the how, just start knowing what the why is and the path will start to unfold. Mm. That's that's a powerful last sentence right there. Don't have to know the how, just understand your why. Love it. Dr. Holly, you are up. Okay. So I've worked with a lot of depression patients over my career. And a lot of people are unclear about what this life is about. Um, for me, it's about finding joy and meaning in life. And so I think leaning into what brings us joy and meaning will help us navigate getting unstuck as fast as possible. I'm a big fan of journaling, kind of like Don was mentioning, and also, as I've mentioned previously, getting support because a lot of people stay stuck for a really long time. And I don't think we need to stay stuck for you know, I think we're just there to get the lesson. And so if we get support in helping us navigate that stuckness, I think we don't have to stay there as long. Nice. Well done. Doesn't doesn't she have the most calming voice? <laughs> <laughs> you really do. You have such a calm voice. <laughs> All right, Megan, you are up. Well, um, well, carrying on from what's the powerful words have already been um, shared, you know, I would say it's like, take a deep breath, go into your heart and what gives you joy? Again, it's the, it's the joy. It's like, what makes my heart sing and what comes up for you? And if nothing was in the way, if you were guaranteed for something to be possible, no matter, you know, like money, whatever the obstacles, if it was guaranteed, what would it be that you would want to lean into? And then that's where we begin, you know, it's like, and then we can ask the questions, but it's like, we begin to move in to know that the universe will provide it for you, but we have to start with the joy and believe that the way is coming from within me. If I have the courage to take one step in that direction. Love it. Well done. All right, so next up, we have Julia. Okay, you're on. 
Thank you. Um, and I love all of these responses. And, and I think I would start with trying to get the person that's stuck to understand a little bit of the science behind it. Because energy flows where our attention goes. So if we're really stuck and focusing on the fact that we're stuck, we're going to stay there. And I, somebody said earlier, I think, Megan, it was you, that, that it's a choice. And, and we may not subconsciously realize we're choosing it, but we are because we're focusing on it. So once we understand that, that energy is going to go where our attention flows, if we truly want to get unstuck and we're ready to get unstuck, we have to change our attention and focus on something different. And, 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 and you have to choose to do that. And when you choose to do that, I think it's all of the things that we've talked about thus far. It's, it's the love, it's the coming from the, you know, where is the joy, what do I want, going internal and understanding, you know, what is it that I want in order to, to move me from this being unstuck. But, but just the awareness and the knowing that wherever I'm putting my attention, that's where my energy's going. So if I'm really stuck and my energy's going towards that, it's not the energy I need to get unstuck. I have to change mm. my focus. Mm. Awesome. Well done. She hit that nail right on the head. Now, Sylvester, you are up. See, so now you get to go last. You get to hear what everyone else said <laughs> <laughs> and tweak your message according. See, yeah. I, see I, I have the benefit of going last, last, because <laughs> I say I take notes and make sure whatever I say <laughs> is completely different from what everyone else says. Right, right. And I think everybody provide a lot of wonderful information, Absolutely. a lot of great information. Uh, for me, I would tell anybody that's in that position to embrace who you are and your story. Yes. Like we all have a story to tell. And when it comes down to it, you shouldn't be ashamed of who you are because you are uniquely and wonderfully made. And in the process, you should also um, stop blaming others. And blame for me stands for being lazy and making excuses. And um, you should also just keep your faith, keep the faith and create a vision because a person without a vision uh, is a person without a future. So I think by doing those things, you will have a much appreciative way of living, a much better way of life. And then also you'll find that clarity that you're looking for, like Julie said, and always seek support, just like uh, Doc said over there in the corner. Uh, I greatly appreciate uh, all the information that was shared, and that would be my advice to anybody that's listening. Love it. Okay, see, so... You had me shook for a second because you started going in a direction that, that I was going to go. And I was like, ooh, I was like, do I got do I got to tweak my message here? But no, but no, you, you were good. It's actually good. You started it so I can add on to it. And uh, like when he said embrace who you are, that's that's the key. Too many times we try to be something that we're not. And I'll mm -hmm. use myself as an example. Like when people say, who are you? How would you describe yourself? And then most people give their resume. They're like, oh, well, I'm a this and I'm a that and I'm a this and I'm a that. It's like, no, it's like, that's what you do. That's not who you are. Like for me, at my core, I'm a competitor. I'm an athlete. And I have that competitor's mindset. So everything that I tackle, I look at it through the lens of a competition. And winning matters. Winning matters. Again, I know we're living in a society where people tell you winning doesn't matter. How many of you do sales calls or have a team of people that do sales calls, right? If, if people aren't closing sales, what does that do to your business, <laughs> right? So winning matters. It's like you want someone who's going to close a higher percentage of sales than someone who does not, right? Because your whole life will be completely different if that person doesn't have a winning mindset. And so everything that I that I tackle, it goes through that lens. And so I just started coaching track and field. I want to talk for a quick second about fake problems and people that create fake problems. And that is assuming an outcome before you ever try to make it happen. Can, can you guys mute? Because somebody's got some background noise going on there. I don't know who it is. But... Um, and so I had a guest on, this was maybe a month ago, 
and she was talking about how she broke into the entertainment industry. She's from Canada. She moved to California and just Googled every studio in the area and went and knocked on doors. Right. So now track season usually starts end of March up, up here in cold, cold country. It might start earlier in, in uh, the warmer, the warmer states. But it was under my, my assumption that the local high school already had their their coaches because we're several weeks into the season already. But after listening to to my guest, you know, to my guest on the show talking about she just went and she knocked on doors. So the very next day. I went up to the high school and coincidentally, the guy who coached me, I graduated 30 years ago. <laughs> He's still coaching up there at the school. So I went, we started talking and lo and behold, there was a spot for me up there. And, and, and it was just from simply asking, showing up and asking. <laughs> and I wasn't going to because I already assumed that they had their, their coaches set. And, and so going back to the winning mindset, it's like I even casted my own doubt on because I'm just as human as everyone else. I mean, I'm sure everyone here, we all deal with being human. You know, there are days where you don't want to do something or you're not feeling like it or you're feeling under the weather, but you got to show up anyway. And, but just listening to, to that guest and just the way she's like, you know, I just went and I just knocked on every door until I got an opportunity. And that was literally all I did. So when people say, how did you get that, that coaching job over at, over at your high school? I said, I just showed up and asked. <laughs> that was all I did. Sometimes it really is that easy. Just show up and ask. And like I must say on this show, countless times, when you just get started, doors open. It's mm -hmm. like, and I shouldn't even say doors open. You see the open doors. Because too many times we're, we're just stuck in our own head. We're stuck on that hamster wheel. And the door is like, I'm right here. Here I am. I'm right here. If you stop spinning on the hamster wheel, you can see I'm open. <laughs> right? And so when you take the steps into doing what it is you want to do, that's when you start seeing those doors. And that's when you start seeing those opportunities. And so now I want to address the panel. And then there's an opportunity right here in front of us. So almost every panel that I do, people end up collaborating after the panel, right? So if you guys heard something that someone else said and it resonates with you or you want to dive deeper into what that person does, reach out. Reach out at the end of this because we have people who have started their own show. There's people who collaborated on books. There's people who are... Um, you know, guesting on other people's shows. There's people who are hosting on their shows. Like I'm going to be working with Shea Brown with his documentary series. And, you know, like you just never know where these things can go. And, and again, as everyone's speaking, like I'm watching everyone else's fa facial expressions. And I know that everyone got a lot out of what everyone was saying, you know? So, like I said, you don't know if you don't ask. It was like, hey, Dr. Holly, are you considering XYZ? Hey, Megan, I'd like to talk to you deeper about XYZ and see where it leads. You know, see where it leads. And when I when I did my very first panel, it was just because I, I speak to so many amazing people on every single show. Like, there's, I mean, this is 277 shows. And there's not one where I was like, I can't wait till this ends. <laughs> there was not one, right? I've guessed, I've been a guest on other shows where I was like, when is this over? <laughs> but but never on mine. And so like, I just wanted to, to bring people together just to further the conversations. But it was from that first panel where other things spun off from it. And I was like, oh, like, okay, we're, we're on to something here. Then each one that we do, people end up linking up. You know, so just take this opportunity to get to know each other better and just see where it goes. All right. So now we're going to go in random, just final thoughts, just final takeaways that you want the guests to get. And we're going to start with Dr. Holly. Thanks, Robert. Well, um, I'm just thinking about... I want people to know that you can change your relationship fate. You know, I think so often we hear about people who are lucky in love and people who are unlucky in love. 
Um, but I think when we get that support, we can um, really tempt fate in our direction. And um, when we make that decision that we want something better and go after it, I think that is often, you know, I'm thinking about a lot of my success stories and a lot of people were skeptical um, about that they really could find an amazing love. But the difference between my success stories and those who didn't have success were those who took action. And so I encourage you to take action in the direction of your dreams, whatever they may be. Love that. You know, it's like when I talk about people about my fitness programs, I say the same thing because I've had thousands of people that have come through and have gotten success. But I've also had thousands of people who come through and did not get, get success. And the difference is the people that followed my lead <laughs> got success. The people who did not follow my lead fell off a cliff. So you're absolutely right. <laughs> Julia, you're up. So I'm the one who's causing all the noise. I'm actually in a hotel lobby at an event. Oh, okay. <laughs> and apparently they just went on break. So if, you, uh, if, if it's too much background, you can throw me at the end and hopefully it'll be quieter. No, nah, you're good. Go continue. ahead. I'm good. Okay. Yeah. Um, uh, so I think what I would like to, I would like to, um, Dr. Holly, exactly what you said, uh, and now my words aren't coming up with me because I'm worried about my noise. Um, but I would like to say that, that people can do it. Um, regardless of where you are, regardless of what you're trying to achieve, or if you're just stuck and don't even know where you are or what you're trying to achieve. We all are on this earth for a purpose. We all are here for a reason, and we all have the power within us. So absolutely take action. Absolutely reach out and find a coach, find a mentor, find somebody who resonates with you, who can help you walk through the steps. When, when I think about the, the, the people that I coach and, and, and my clients, and, and I always tell them up front, you know, this is really a very simple process, but it's not always easy. And it's not always easy because we have all these years of, of thinking one way and learning to think a little differently, learning to to go deep within ourselves um, is, not, is not an easy thing. And so having somebody who can support you, having somebody who can walk you through that um, and help you be consistent with it, because it's the actions that we take that create our results. And if we're not consistently taking the right actions, that's when we're not getting the results we want. So know that you have the ability to do it. Know that you have the power within yourselves to do it. And know that, that having a mentor or having somebody help you be consistent with it will get you to that vision much sooner. Thanks. Love it. Love it. The actions that we take decide our results. Nice. Nice, nice, nice. Dawn, you are up. I'm unmuting myself. Um, gosh, they, well, first of all, Robert, thank you for having me. This has been an amazing panel. You are the master connector. Um, thank you. I always like to leave people with this. You know, we all have value. Each one of us has value here on this earth, and we can all be the change we wish to see in the world. We complain about all the things that are happening, you know, politics, all that kind of stuff. But we can all, we all have the power to make someone's day a little bit brighter. And, you know, it doesn't have to cost money. You don't have to go to Africa to feed children. You know, just be nice to the person in front of you, the person in traffic, person at the grocery store, and we can all be the change we wish to see. Mm. Short and to the point. I like it. Well done. Sly, you are up. Uh, yeah, so first off, thank you, Robert, for this opportunity again to uh, come on your platform. Uh, thank you to all the guests that was on here. Thank you for your wisdom. And uh, my final thoughts is that I want to emphasize on uh, that your dreams and your passions are worth pursuing, no matter the lack of support that you might face. Remember that your journey is unique and it's okay that others don't fully understand or support you on your path. Like really, you have to really truly believe in yourself and surround yourself with like-minded individuals and persevere through setbacks because your passion has the power to ignite change and make a meaningful impact, not only in your life, but in the lives of others. So trust in your abilities, stay true to your vision 
and never let the lack of support deter you from following your dreams. Mm, love it. You guys are killing this. <laughs> love it. Megan, you are up. Wow. Everybody is so powerful. Thank you, Robert, for inviting me to join with you. This has really been um, an amazing experience for me. And I just want to, you know, tag on to a couple of things that I've heard. And that is, you know, I, I invite people to practice um, awareness because through the power of awareness, I recognize when I am allowing um, um, grief or unforgiveness or anger or resentment or fear, all those things, which are energies that close us down, shut us down and to shift it into um, gratitude, which is opening our energy up. And it is recognizing the blessings of the world around us that no matter what, there is always something to be grateful for, even if it's the next breath that I take. And so when I center into that, then I can begin to realize that there is a way forward and that I am a gift just by how I show up. And so I ask everybody that I work with and, um, and do the best that I can on my own how I show up in the world is to realize that if I'm focusing on what is wrong and what needs to be fixed, like Julia said, that's where I'm going to be stuck. So through the power of awareness, I shift my attention to what I want to experience. What do I want to invite my life into? What do I want to um, draw into my life and allow that energy to pull me forward? And that is the greatest gift that we can give ourselves every single day. So that's what I invite everyone to do in knowing that no matter what happens in life, the gift within it and we find the blessing will be the way forward. Mm. Awesome. All right. So first and foremost, thank you to everyone for taking time out of your day to do this, share your experiences, share your wisdom, your expertise, and your stories. So what I want to close with is one of the modules in my program is about assessing your support system, right? And why do you think I brought these five people together? because we all share a similar mindset. And now it's like, I asked one question and we got six different answers, but they're all going towards the same goal, right? So what does that tell you? That means when you surround yourself with talented people, with driven people, with people with experience, you can only benefit from that connection. You can only benefit. So if you're in a situation where you're not being supported, then you have to pull yourself out of that situation. And again, that doesn't mean you don't have like you don't have to cut these people out of your life entirely, just out of the conversation of what it is you want to do. Like going back to when I was pursuing fitness, there was a lot of people in my ear saying, you know, you can't do this. This was in 2009 when we were at the height of the recession. And people like, you can't start a business now. Like you're, you're crazy. You're chasing a dream. You're putting your kids at risk and all this other stuff until I did it until we had the ribbon cutting of my 5,000 square foot facility. Then I was like, Oh, we knew you could do it. We believed in you. I was like, please, you were talking all that trash two years ago. <laughs> right. But then once you do it, then everyone comes out of the woodwork. But the point is, is to not let other people knock you off of your own pedestal it's like you have to be your biggest advocate you have to be confident just like sly was saying earlier like i don't want to brag damn it brag all right when it when it comes to fitness when people come to me i i let them know i am the best at what i do right and there's nothing wrong with that like if i have a con consultation with dr holly and she's unsure that she can help me find love at last i'm not gonna hire her Right. I want to know this is what I do. This is my track record. I help people find love. I'd be like, you know what? Let's do it. Right. So don't be afraid to step into your power because people want that. People don't want to follow the unsure person. Right. When people come to me and they're borderline type two diabetic and I can look them in their eyes and say, I can help you reverse that that they want that 
Okay, so there's nothing wrong with talking about how good you are or even how great you are. There's nothing wrong with it. So if you're doing it in a manner to help people, then yes. If you're doing it to hurt people, that's different. That's that's on the cocky side, right? Cocky people want to drag people down. But there's nothing wrong with stepping into your confidence. Like if someone comes to Megan, they just experience grief, right? They want to know that you can help them through, right? So you want to show up with confidence and you want to tell stories about how you went through grief and how you can help guide them along their journey of grief and healing, right? So that's what people are going to gravitate to. Like people want that. They want that strong leader, that confident leader. So for those people who are listening to this and there's something that you want to do that you want to accomplish, but you're unsure, you got to get sure, right? You got to get sure. And how do you get sure you get started? Because again, with fitness, I was an athlete my entire life, but I was taking orders. Like I wasn't giving orders. (laughs) I was taking orders. And so once I started and that first person lost their first three pounds, I was like, ooh, this stuff works. (laughs) And and then next thing you know, they lost 14 pounds. And then they were down 30 pounds. And then she referred a couple of, of her friends. And this one popped a bicep muscle for the first time in her entire life. And then this next person ran a 5K without stopping. And it's like, I am totally on to something here. It's like, (laughs) right? It's like, I know what I'm doing, you know? And so, and we've all been there. Like we've all experienced something where we were like, I have to pursue this, right? Every one of us here, like I have to pursue this. And so for me, that's what I want the biggest takeaway to be. For those of you listening, you are sitting on an idea right now that has been swirling in your subconscious for a very long time that you've suppressed out of fear. Okay, drop that fear. Step into what it is you want to do. Don't worry about the journey itself. Worry about who it's going to help. And I want to leave you with that. So again, thank you to the panelists. I have contact information for everyone in the description. And make sure you follow them all. Reach out to them. Have consultations. Because there was a wealth of knowledge shared here today. And I'm not done with any of you. Because I'm sure we're going to cross paths again. All right. So be be on the lookout for the next collaboration. And you guys all have a great day. Thank you, Robert. Thank you. You guys are awesome. Thank Thank you you so much. Thank you so much. Don't don't sign out yet so so we can talk for a bit um, after the outro, please. All right. I'll see you in a minute. You've been listening to Shut Up and Grind. We hope you've gotten some useful and practical information from this show. Robert has over 20 years experience pouring his knowledge and expertise at many events in the service and fitness industry, as well as secondary schools and universities. He has a true passion for helping others break through the barriers that are holding them back. To book Robert B. Foster to speak or to reach out, go to robertbfoster.com. Till next time, shut up and grind.